Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lime Rock Park, Connecticut. Great to have your company. John Hindhoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre as we are counting down to the green flag for qualifying for the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix. Now, we are in a unique situation here. Uh, Mr. Shaw, because uh, we will be having a single qualifying session for this uh, particular race because we're all GT cars and all GT3 cars at that. 15 of them on the pit lane. We'll go to share Adam in a moment for the drivers. Just remind you, we are uh, just... Just outside Lakeville, Connecticut, uh, for this classic race circuit, just around one point one and a half miles, one point five miles, uh, seven corners. Big Ben, turn one, get down the inside there and try and force your way through. The uphill at turn five, we actually used the chicane for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We used the outer loop for Michelin Pilot Challenge. So two different iterations of the same circuit being used this weekend this is a track where you get value for money in terms of your laps turns all very impressive and for those of you who race online i'm sure many of you have done many hundreds possibly even thousands of laps in skippy cars or master mx5s here on iRacing and the console games as well well Right now, we're about to have 15 minutes that will settle the lineup for tomorrow afternoon's race. Two races tomorrow, of course, in this condensed schedule with Mission and Pilot Challenge coming first and then the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Shit, Adam, is down in the pit lane. And before we start the 15-minute countdown clock to the chequered flag for qualifying, she can tell us who is qualifying in the cars on pit lane because she's looking at the drivers. Where are you, Shit? I'm in the penalty box, which is where every driver wants to end up at the end of this session because it's where the pole award is given out to both the GTD Pro and GTD pole sitters. But let's find out who the attempted pole sitters are going to be. Jordan Taylor has been given the qualifying duties for the number three Corvette. Remember, he was very fast in their mock quality at the end of full practice, too. But he's going to have to try and fend off Australian ace Matty Campbell, who will be doing the qualifying duties for the number nine Faf Porsche, and he was the fastest at the end of the last session. For the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus, that will be Jack Hawksworth making his return to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship after a couple of months in recovery for an injury sustained back in June, I think it was, might have been the end of May. We've got Ross Gunn driving the 23 Heart of Racing Aston Martin, as he told us he would be earlier, and the other driver who let us in on the secret was Connor Filippi, driver of the number 25 BMW M Team RLL. That that's it for GTD Pro. GTD Normal. Let's go back to front. Why not? 
Hometown hero Robbie Foley is going to be qualifying for Turner Motorsports in their number 96 taco machine. We've got Cooper McNeil in the 79 Mercedes. Yes, running in GTD now trying to help Mercedes with their championship aspirations for manufacturers. Russell Ward is in another Mercedes. That's number 57 Windward Racing Car. And we've got Aiden Reed in the Acura, the sole Acura in this field for the NSX uh, being run by Rick Ware Racing. Robert McGinnis, another guy who's from not too far away from here, is going to be doing qualifying for Carbon in their new Lamborghini. Their old one was destroyed at Watkins Glen. Crew working very hard to build up a new one, courtesy of TR3 that they found for rent. We've got Stephen McAleer in the Mercedes for Team Cawthorp. The last time his co-driver in GS put a car on pole, Stephen backed it up with his own pole position in GTD. Let's see if he can do it again pole sitter last year here was Roman DeAngelis and once again he is qualifying the number 27 heart of racing Aston Martin let's see if he can do two in a row we haven't had a repeat manufacturer on pole position here at Lime Rock Park uh, it's been at least five years since we've had the same manufacturer on pole We've got Ryan Hardwick in the number 16 Wright Motorsport Porsche. Frankie Montecalvo, the pole sitter the last time out at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, will be doing the duties for the number 12 Vassar Sullivan Lexus team. And finally, pole sitter here back in 2017 on his 75th race weekend for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, Madison Snow attempting to qualify for Paul Miller Racing in their BMW. Green flag is out. terms of the time available now remember this is a circuit that works the Michelin tires very hard indeed earlier on in the pilot challenge we saw some cars competing as completing as few as three four five laps to get their times let's see what happens in this session intrigued to know what the challenge has been uh, the challenge has been set to the drivers uh, by the teams they'll have talked about this beforehand in the break between free practice two and now and the driver that was selected to do the qualifying will have been told right this is what we're going to do here's your tyre pressures to start with we want you to do one or maybe two warm up laps uh, and uh, and then go for your lap do a couple and then come in cannot touch the cars once you've rolled out of your pit box so it's all down to the driver what was it somebody said earlier on he didn't call himself the nut behind the wheel but he, he spacer the spacer which i thought is a fantastic way of describing the driver i've picked that i've stolen that now jeremy shaw in the haggerty global broadcast center we normally think of these guys taking a wee bit of time in Warming up that Michelin tyres, getting the pressures up as well. This track is so short, it's so harsh on the tyres. You might see something a little different today. Yeah, and it's you know, it's picking a pole position in in uh, either of these classes is always pretty pretty difficult. In the uh, the six races we've had in the GTD Pro category, uh, the FAF. Porsche has been on pole twice, but uh, the other one, the other four races were all different. The Corvette's been on pole once, uh, the BMW's been on pole once, uh, the recent couple of this year, Ferrari was on pole once, and then the first round of the year, where the grid, of course, was set by the uh, qualifying race at, the, uh, at, at Daytona, 
the Lamborghini was on pole. So it's been spread around really widely, the pole position so far this season. So this is going to be a really interesting session. As we saw just a little bit earlier on this afternoon, how close the times were in practice as well and oh. fast. We saw a very low 51 in FP2, and, and that is a 51 second lap. Are we going to see somebody break the 51 second barrier? Uh, and in terms of qualifying records, surely the qualifying record's got to go today, uh, Jeremy. I, I think so, yes. I mean, the, the qualifying record was uh, a 51.456 by Trent Hinman in an Acura back in 2019, but the fastest time in the most recent session was a 51.050, so four tenths quicker than that. That was uh, Matthew Matty Campbell in Carnival 9, the Porsche. Uh, and the track temperature has dropped significantly. It was over 50 Celsius into the mid 120s 124 125 fahrenheit it's now 117 fahrenheit 47 celsius doesn't sound like a lot of difference the air temperature hovering around about the same around about 28 celsius 82 fahrenheit couple of degrees if if that down we also saw some cars experimenting with setup particularly at the front of the cars just seen a shower of sparks from the Stephen McAleer caught off Motorsport Mercedes as he came through the final corner and he goes to the top of GTD with a 51.8 51.7 for Jordan Taylor in the Corvette there are going to be qualifying setups here Jeremy this is such a short lap it is worth the pain of making those uh, making those changes in the pit lane uh, and, and then potentially having to change them back after, after warm up tomorrow yeah, I mean, you know, these days, as competitive as it is, uh, all the teams do put a, a, a pretty high uh, emphasis on qualifying as well, not just race setup. So, but particularly here, yeah, because it is such a short lap and things can go, go wrong very, very quickly. Track position certainly is, is very, very important here. So the farther you start up front, the better off you're going to be on uh, during the race. Here comes uh, Jordan Taylor across the line. It's probably the first representative time, 51 302 so that is already a sub record so a new qualifying record here for well that was gtd pro of course so that's a new class so that'll be a, a new record in of itself in any case uh steve mcalear 51 7 uh madison snow beats that by a full thousandth of a second 51 792 now robbie foley 51 490 that is um about three hundredths away from the lap record for Robbie Foley in a Telemos what BMW. And we've still got nine and a half minutes to go, so it looks like we're getting a few laps put on to the Michelin tyres as the teams yeah. and drivers are looking for a wee bit of a gap. We have got all fifteen cars out. There no, will well, be no we, oh, don't. no, we haven't actually. Yes, no. you're right. We've had only one well, up until just now, because uh, Ross Gunn's just turned up in the heart of racing Aston number 23. We had only one of the GTD Pro cars out, and that was the Corvette, uh, is the Corvette that is fastest at the moment with a 51.302. Matt Campbell has just fired up the engine of the FAF Motorsport Porsche, which is not done a lap as yet. Um, the important thing to notice here, if you're joining us on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV, Free. If, if you're listening on IMSA Radio, it's very seldom I say tune away from IMSA Radio. Of course, we want you to listen 
Um, but if you can, and if it's safe, i.e. if you're not driving, uh, you can go to uh, the live video tab on imsaradio.com. Whether you're in the state or further afield, there's no blocks on our coverage, our video coverage uh, of this session. Um, and this is one class. My point is that this is all one class. So if Robbie Foley was to find 0.18 of a second and go to pole position, he'd be on pole for the start of the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix tomorrow. And wherever the GTD pros end up is where they will be. So they will not be cycled to the front of the field. After any full course yellows, they will not be cycled to the full to the front of the field. And when the pits open, after a full course yellow, it will be for all 15 cars. So for all intents and purposes, until we get to standing on the podium, it's one class. And I'm absolutely, I am absolutely revved up about this because I think we're gonna see an intriguing race tomorrow afternoon. Ross Gunn goes to the top for Aston Martin Vantage and Heart of Racing team. The British manufacturer goes to the top then, 23 with a 51-281 wow. starting to get down towards those times we saw earlier, a couple of tenths away from the fastest time that we saw in FP2. And that's a big jump for the number 23 team because their best lap in the two practice sessions we've had so far was a 51.8. So he's found uh, more than half a second in that uh, number 23 car. So that's a really good lap from, uh, from Ross Gunn, the Englishman. And Shea Adam says... The pits are empty as Conifer Di Filippi drove by her in the BMW Team R. So they've waited until, well, halfway through this 15-minute session. Now, the question is, were they expecting people to park the cars and therefore have a, a slightly less restricted run at the end of the session? It may yet happen, but at the moment, we've got all 15 cars out on the circuit... I'm looking at the tracker at the moment and, and what we can see from the fabulous pictures that our colleagues at NASCAR Productions and thanks to all our camera operators here at the track and everyone in production up at uh, NPHQ at North Car in North Carolina in Charlotte. But it looks like they're fairly well spread out at the moment. New fastest lap in GT Daytona and it's a double for Heart of Racing. We've seen this from these... This team before, they've got momentum at the moment, and Roman De Angelis, Roman De Angelis goes to the top, and he's just pipped by Robert McGuinness. Top three in GTD pause, then the GTD field, then Hawksmith and Conor De Filippi, who came out much later than everyone else, still getting up the field. Five and a half to go, Jeremy. Yeah, we're seeing cars coming into the pits now, John, as you said, at Russell Ward, Stephen McAleer and Madison Snow, currently fourth, fifth and sixth in GTD. They're onto the pit lane, so their session, that, that's, they reckon that's as fast as they can go. But McGinnis to the top, what a lap there, 51.465 by the New Yorker. So that's a really good lap for him. His best in the practice sessions was a 51.7. So again, they found a goodly amount of time. Uh, but he's still fractionally outside the old GTD lap record, but he's just, uh, he's, he did improve again didn't he, last time around, so 0 0.012 back to De Angelis, 0 0.013 back to Robbie Foley, and then 0 0.027 back to Russell Ward. The top five cars in GTD covered 
by just over a tenth of a second. Matt Campbell to the top for Faf Motorsport to 51-0. 51-0-7-9 is the blink of an eye of having the first ever 50 point something second lap for a GT3 car here at Lime Rock Park. Here he comes down through the final right-hander all the way to the edge of the circuit. Stephen McAlee has gone back out for Tim Court off Motorsport. No improvement there. That was a slower lap and a bit of traffic for Matt Campbell of 55-6. But he's got a bit of space now. Ahead of him is the 32 of Stephen McAlee. So he'll have to keep his eyes on the mirror because that's an outlap for Stephen as they're heading down towards the uphill with still three minutes, call it nearly four minutes left, 3.50 on the clock, this is quality stuff at the sharp end of the field Vassa Sullivan, Jack Hawksworth second position at 51-0-9-7 Jeremy yeah, his first real flyer in that 14 car, as you say, second fastest just 0.018 away from his best time, Conor Filippi, his first flying lap he's, uh, he's only fifth but uh, 51.403 for Connor on his, he's only completed three laps in total so far. That was his, really his first proper flyer there in kind of a, uh, 25. That's the BMW MTMRLL entry. So I'm sure there's more to come from Connor Di Filippi. No improvement for Matt Campbell, 52.5 last time around. So he's, and he's looking for space now as he lets the Jack Hawksworth RCF go through. Frank Monte Calvo goes to the top of GTD, top five of GTD pros now, as you might expect from the slightly more experienced pro drivers, top five separated by a quarter of a second, by the way, from Campbell, Faf Motorsport Porsche, Vassa Sullivan Lexus, Heart of Racing, Aston Martin in the pits, Corvette Racing in the pits, BMW Team RLL, M4 GT3 still running, and it's Monte Calvo now by 0 0.006 of a second from the Lamborghini of Carbon at Autosport. This is a brand new car to them. They've rented that car for the weekend to get them back in the championship. Roman De Angelis, who was on pole a moment or two away, is fully 0.012 of a second away from provisional pole position as Matt Campbell. Ah, he hasn't been able to break the 51 second uh, time barrier and he's into the pit lane but can Jack Hawksworth do it? He's still out there, needs to find a tenth of a second in that number 14 car, he's on the uphill right now. That V8 screaming away, 90 seconds still to go, comes to the west end of the circuit, wow. all the way out to the edge of the track down under the Haggerty Bridge and in the finals so the final right hander this is he was purple in sector one he really was yeah yeah not improving in sector two nor in sector three so slightly slower there to Philippe third though to Philippe up to third top three separated by a tenth and a half Jeremy yeah and McGuinness is still out there in the Lamborghini uh, but uh, Monte Carlo, as you say, has the uh, provisional pole at the moment. He's 3,000, 4,000 of a second, I should say, outside. No, 3,000, so I was right first time, from Trent Hinman's lap record from 2019 is Monte Carlo. But a good bit quicker than the pole time from last year, which is a 51.7. 51.0 and 51.4, the two provisional pole times at the moment. To the line, Stephen Magalia. Well, they're—I mean—they're running their tyres. They're doing—they're doing 
12, 13, 14 yeah. laps, 15 yeah. laps for, for McGuinness. And that was that was McAleer's best lap on that last lap, 51.516, better than Russell Ward by a thousandth. <laughs> We've now got the top six cars in regular GTD covered by less than half of a tenth of a second. Half a tenth of a second, not half a yes. second, is uh, what Jeremy Shaw said there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's point zero. Five of a second. Okay, Let, let's let's again. I say this quite often. Get you get your smartphone out, put it on the stopwatch, and try and start and stop that with and, and have something under 0 0.05 of a second. You'll do well if you can do that. And that's the top cars in GTD. The top five in GTD. McAleer sees the checkered flag. He does not improve. Well, barely. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be no better than fifth. Peeling into the pits is Jack Hawksworth. So he's settling for second in the outside pole. So I think it looks very much as though it's the Porsche and Faf Motorsports and Matt Campbell, the affable Antipodean. And his first pole position in IMSA WeatherTech competition. Aidan Reid to the line. And he is eighth position for Rick Ware Racing. Another man from that part of the world. So, I'm just checking to see if there's anyone still out on the track who hasn't seen the checkered flag. There is not. Well, Jeremy, this boards very well indeed for, I know this is a one lap shootout, but that really wasn't a one lap shootout. That was seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 lap shootout. And, pretty much unless they were on a, a cool down lap for their Michelin tyres th there's nothing between any one of these cars at the moment it is pretty tight isn't it and uh, that was a great lap for Maddie Cabby he's had, a, he's had a fastest race lap before but as Shay says not a pole position uh, for uh, Maddie Campbell this is his uh, 19th start eight wins to his name and of course the championship leaders coming into this weekend so another great result for this FAF Motorsports Porsche team so the two pole sitters will head Je down to... Yeah, excuse me, I was just going to say that uh, you know, Jaminet has driven this car to two poles yes. uh, this year, but the first one this is for, for Campbell. So they're, uh, they're sharing around their third pole for this team. The Plaid Porsche... No one else got more than one. No, indeed. Uh, the Plaid Porsche, the Haggerty driveway, Faf Porsche pulls up behind it is Frank Montecalvo will let the drivers uh, disrobe. They weren't allowed to get out of their cars. That would have uh, disqualified all of their times. The teams weren't allowed to touch the cars. So Matt Campbell composes himself, pulls out his radio ear pieces, and Shea Adam is down there. And the first thing he does is run over to the wall to celebrate with Matthew Jamine, who's already got a couple of pole positions for FAF. But for you, Matty, this is your first pole position in IMSA. You've tried pretty hard in the past, but how good does it feel? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, uh, first pole for me in, in the IMSA championship after a couple of years, so really happy with that. And, uh, you know, the car's working fantastic and really, really important pole for us. I mean, uh, starting up front here, really, really critical. Uh, it's incredibly hard to pass and, and degradation high. So hopefully we can start out front and uh, manage the pace. But, uh, you know, thrilled for, for everyone at FAF Motorsports and uh, really, really cool for, for tomorrow. How important are the points as well? Because coming in as a championship leader, it's 35 points advantage still going your way. 
Yeah, absolutely critical. I mean, uh, we're thinking about a big picture here. Obviously, tomorrow is the, where everything really happens. But uh, obviously, we, we're starting off on the right foot today, starting off the front row, and, and that's where we want to be. So hopefully, we can do a good job tomorrow. Um, you know, the FAF guys have done a fantastic job all year executing on a strategy. So uh, have full faith in them tomorrow, and, and hopefully, we can be up there and grab some more points. Well, I think FAF has a problem on their hands now, Maddie. they got to decide which one of you gets to qualify because both of you are capable of polls. Congrats. Yeah, thank you so much. Cheers. Yeah, very uh, good point. And he is going to be a difficult person to dislodge. Has to start the race tomorrow, uh, of course. We'll start from pole position on uh, Michelin Pilot tyres that are seven laps all. Jack Hawks with nine. Six for Conor de Filippi. Seven for Ross Gunn and 13 for Jordan Taylor who start on the uh, fifth position and Frankie Montecalvo will start on nine lap old tyres for Vasa Sullivan at the head of GTD and in sixth position overall in that uh, in the race tomorrow. Frankie you nailed it looks like a repeat of uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park at least in qualifying definitely hoping not in the race hopefully for very different results but your tires barely got any use during that qualifying they're going to be excellent for the race aren't they yeah I hope so we, we waited a long time to go out there and just try to get some clear track and that the team did a phenomenal job getting us a nice a nice gap out there but it wasn't easy I mean that's everything we had it was uh, it was the last lap that came down to it I think we needed a tenth at the end and if you look at how close qualifying is that little bit is what we needed so it was, it was very impressive, and I was, it was important to me, you know, to try to come back here after that, uh, you know, unfortunate event at Mossport to come back and start at the front and have a repeat. This is your fourth pole position. Do you think this place is the most critical place to have a pole? I think it's really important, just like, you know, these cars are so close, so passing is super difficult out there. So starting at the front generally helps that. Congrats on today. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. So, Jeremy, we have uh, Porsche and Lexus on the two class pools but we're going to be talking about the whole 15 as uh, as a group when we come back tomorrow 178 laps is the uh, is the uh, the lap distance the record lap distance those kind of pace the, the kind of pace we've seen already this week that could be under threat tomorrow could well be you certainly seen some good lap times there uh, matthew jaminet generally qualifies number nine car this was just the second time qualifying the car this year for maddie campbell he did uh, brilliant job they've put on the pole position and for Frankie Montecarvo well he is just on a roll right now as Shay said there uh, two poles in a row now unfortunately he's got taken out in an instant really nothing to do with him on the first lap at Canadian Time Motorsport Park but this uh, tomorrow should be a different story with uh, only the GTD cars out there on the racetrack so hopefully he won't be get, there's nobody else to get involved with and hopefully he can have a good run but really yeah, Frankie Montecarvo is really driving quite beautifully at the moment well, we did get all five of the GTD pros at the front of the field. Porsche, Lexus, BMW, Aston Martin and Chevrolet Corvette. And then it's Lexus, Lamborghini, Aston, BMW, two Mercedes, a BMW, the Acura, then the Mercedes and the Porsche. That's how they'll start for the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix. We'll have it all live for you in sound and vision via IMSA Radio and IMSA.TV. Thanks for being with us. Jeremy Shaw was with me, John Hindhoff, in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. It's pole position for Matt Campbell. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.